your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. EGK hangs on for its 10th win of the season. The Golden Knights take their six-game win streak to Montreal. And our What the Friday segment is ahead. Wow, WTF time again. We are brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline where the game starts. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You can follow us on Twitter. At Lockdown VGK, it's very lively there, the chatter. Also at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. Our YouTube channel is Lockdown VGK. Please subscribe. Uh, Golden Knights, Chris, jumping out to that 5-1 to one lead last night, and they had to hang on for dear life in the contest. They come away with the 5-4 to four victory. Imagine if you had VGK on the puck line, minus one and a half. You were breezing there. And VGK even had a Jack Eichel Goal taken off of the board after an offside review. Uh, the fifth and game-winning goal comes from William Carrier, Carrier. Uh, even in France, even in you know French Canadian, it's Carrier. Cried out loud. Okay, uh, Senators kept turning away, uh, kept turning the puck over, I should say, and uh, including that big turnover on the Carrier goal by Alex DeBrinket, uh, which was very sloppy. Uh, Mark Stone. Uh, between the second and third periods was pretty ticked off about the approach of the game for VGK. He summarized the game we were talking yesterday about the lack of offense. Well, they got the offensive end handled. But what about the defense? Um, The Knights were not very good defensively, he said, in the D zone. But VGK did stiffen when they had to there in the third period. So, Chris, I know you're sipping your coffee, but Give us some takeaways from last night's game. And by takeaways, I don't mean turnovers. <laughs> it was um, it was interesting. I mean, everything started great, right? You know, I was uh, basically given out that I thought the Senators were going to, you know, roll yesterday based on the the math of the game as far as, you know, the sports betting side of it goes. And God forbid, I was almost right in terrible fashion. That would have been absolutely awful to, uh, you know, for someone to cash that ticket on uh, the way that game played out. But definitely not a great second and third period of the game. Second period again, unfortunately. First period started out just fine. It got a little interesting at the end there. Um, Ottawa, this is a different team. Let's start there. This is a different team. They, The first thing that came to mind, the way they moved the puck across the, across the offensive zone, once they're in the zone with their passing, is Tampa. It is a very fast, quick, and lethal offense with a lot more a lot better parts now. I mean, they have improved so, so much from just the last couple of years. Uh, Tim Stutzla, he's uh, really looking the part. He's going to be an amazing NHL talent. Obviously, Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby, or no, Kirby Doc is Montreal. Sorry, wrong, uh, wrong, wrong game. We'll talk about Kirby Doc in a little bit. But, you know, give Ottawa some credit in this one. And I really did enjoy Bruce Cassidy's take at the end of the game. So I was listening as I was driving to, to go rep some hockey games last night. I was listening to the radio right as the game ended and Gary Lawless, like I actually sent him 
a tweet like, hey, this wasn't a funeral. Like, you know, this this wasn't a funeral. It wasn't that bad. And this is the battle of would you rather win win ugly or lose playing well? So, like, let's talk about the first first 10 games of the season, right? We're 10 and 2 right now. Let's say we're 10 and 4. We lost Monday in Washington and then we or Tuesday, right? It was Tuesday, Thursday. Let's say we lost Tuesday in Washington, Thursday last night in Ottawa. Let's say the team played well. Let's say they were three to two losses where the goalies played well. We had our chances, just we couldn't get one past the goalie. Are we feeling better about where we're at because we're playing all these good games? Or are we feeling better that we're 10 and two and the fact that they were able to grind out a couple of tough victories on the road? Tuesday, first game of the road trip, new time zone and all that. That's an adjustment. That is an adjustment going all the way across the coast. I don't care what the situation is. That's an adjustment. And you got Washington who played the night before, which means they're going to come out and, and play a tough early part of the game. And then you travel to Ottawa, who's, you know, they're playing, they're, they're a little, struggling a little bit as of late, but they've also had some very good runs in them. And it's an ugly game. Um, I'm sure we'll hit on Logan Thompson's uh, Ole there in a little bit for that first goal and some of the other goals and stuff. But, you know, Vegas is 10-2, folks. We'll talk, maybe th- the third segment, this will peak back out again, but 10-2. and two. Let's be happy about that. Let's be happy about that. Ottawa did hit a lot of posts in the game, and VGK and Logan Thompson dodged a ton of bullets, let's face it, in, in this contest because the defense was not good in front of him. And Ottawa, in fact, had 46 shots on goal. Uh, what can we attribute the lack of defense to? In this game, uh, first time that an opponent scored more than three goals, although, yeah, it's time to talk away. Uh, maybe you take off that fluky goal by Giroux uh, there at center ice where he was just chipping it in. And that heavy ice, man, heavy ice <laughs> must be must be in the water in Ottawa. Something else a. for segment. Something else for segment three. But I had to throw the A in there too. Come on, man. There you go. Good job. I, I was I was fine on the heavy ice. Like you, you you did your job on the heavy ice. The A was a bonus. Um, yeah. So unfortunate balance. Unfortunate. You know, as a goalie, you know, again, I'm not ever one to talk about you know w- what type of advice to give to an NHL pro. I could barely skate on my own and in, in in beer level type stuff. So I'm not gonna get too far here, but. Um, I was actually on, I was selling a cards last night on one of my apps and someone said, oh my God, you got to see this goal. So I pulled it up right away. I'm like, Ugh. and I have one person arguing, um, uh, shout out to, um, to, to raise a sin city sports, good buddy of mine, very, very good follower of the show talks, watches every show. So huge shout out. And hopefully I can find you at T-Mobile and I'll recognize you next time. And I'll buy you that beer instead of ignoring you like I did last time. Um, Another story for another time. But, you know, point being is his perspective was, man, that was kind of lazy. You got to get your your body behind it. And then I have another user who's like, have you ever have you ever played hockey? Have you ever played goalie before? I'm like, well, I've been a goalie in the past. And I've actually, this will be my fourth consecutive night on the ice. I think he wasn't expecting that. And he's like, oh, then you know how hard it is for these goalies to do what they do. And that's when a Sin City Sports Rays jumped in and said, Gotta get your body behind it. You gotta get your body behind it. And that's, I think, what LT was guilty of doing. He tried to get his body behind it. It did take a strange bounce, but that's also a reminder that, you know, how you gotta do the right things. You have to do the right things on every, 
level of the ice than when you're out there, whether you're the goalie, whether you're defense, whether you're forward, whether you're the offensive, neutral, you know, defensive zone, it doesn't matter. Doing all the little things right is what leads to victories. And VGK did some of those things last night. But um, I think the original topic might have been about all the scoring and what happened and defensive zone turnovers. Uh, the cat, the, the Cassidy defensive and neutral zone system broke down last night. Ottawa got a ton of stretch passes across the ice, a ton of stretch passes across that hard ice that connected and led to scoring chances. And that's, you know, this is going to happen every now and then. It's, it's okay. We're, we're still 10 and two. We're still 10 and okay. two. That's, that's a reason to smile. I want to move on to special teams. Okay. So Chandler Stevenson, the shorthanded goal, spectacular from Nick Waugh yes. on the two on one for VGK. Riley Smith had the power play goal in the contest. And then, uh, however, though, VGK, you talk about letting a team off the hook. You had the five on three, and they could have gotten an insurance goal, and they just could not convert. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, um, again, that was part of what Bruce Cassidy did say in in his presser last night. He did allude to a couple of things, one, not being able to put the game away on the special teams. And what I also liked him say, liked, liked what he said was, pardon me, was that VGK is not a 60-minute team yet. He didn't do that barking about the team. He didn't do that like, oh, these guys got to figure it out. It wasn't anything like that. I thought it was a very calculated, honest assessment without going in there and throwing the clipboard and yelling at these humans. They're they're, they're world-class athletes, but they're human. Did you see the photo that I posted? I took the screenshot where he just looked like, if that picture could talk, I mean, he was just was so it on the presser or was it on the bench? No, it was on the bench, and he just had like one arm up, you know, on the bench, and the death stare was something else. He had to suppress a lot of what he wanted to say mm-hmm. because he. But again, though, he does know this team. He knows its demeanors. He knows how to push their buttons, and sometimes silent is oh, silence is is golden. I didn't want to go there with the golden reference and. Golden Knights. Welcome to the Golden Age. Oh, the Golden Age. <laughs> Go ahead, hey, continue, man. Fine. People, people dig it. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. But yeah, no, Tony, I'm 100 with you on on all of that. And you know, back to Cassidy, I loved and I posted it last night uh, when I got home. His um his presser after the game, and I loved every second of it. I honestly did. He was honest. He wasn't, you know, like I said, he wasn't throwing things. He wasn't mad, but. The quote that I took away is, we're not a 60-minute team yet, which is a very fair statement. You can watch any of the last uh, 10 of 12 second periods pretty much, and you can learn about that. And But he also did say, there. I don't think anyone is a 60-minute team in the NHL yet, which is also fair. So coach knows where the team is at right now. He's honest about where the team is at right now. Did we get a couple lucky victories along the way to get to 10-2? and two? Of course that, that's how hockey works, whether it's in the playoffs, the Stanley Cup final, or game 11, 12, 13 of the regular season. There's going to be a lot of puck luck, good, bad, and otherwise. And right now, VGK is on the right side of nearly everything, right? And their two losses could have been victories as well. They were two tough losses, but they were in those games. So we played 12 games. We've won 10 of them. We've been in all 12 of them. We've had serviceable goaltending. Yeah, LT, not a great game last night. There was definitely two that he wants back. Obviously, the the one that snuck over his glove from from uh, between the uh, in the in the neutral zone, and then uh, you had uh, was it Claude Giroux's second goal? I want to say that just snuck through like a hole, like basically in his shoulder, wherever that got through. And that was a, it was unfortunate, but forty two saves. I also think that was a career high for LT, if I'm not mistaken. So he kept the team in the game, and 
hey, 10 and 2, six games, six wins in a row. And last year, our season high for winning streak was five. Just 12 games in, we've already beaten that. So smile as we head into Montreal tomorrow. Okay. You talk about this Ottawa team improving. Yes. Cam Talbot's going to be a difference maker once he's back. He's tough on 100%. us too, Tony. He's, he's, oh he's a VGK killer. He really is. He'll start on Saturday night up there. Uh, that was the plan. And he's going to start in Forsberg, broke his stick going down the tunnel. Uh, he was just so mad at himself. They, they have more. Team. They have but more. one of the reasons I think we have to point this out. One of the reasons for the slow start with Ottawa last night. Uh, the Senators, uh, T.J. Smith, the head coach, switching Stutzla uh, from the, he moved him down a line and moved Pinto up to guard against Jack Eichel, which was one of the dumbest maneuvers I think I've ever seen. Then when they got back to their original top line, that's when they started to cook again. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that, but yeah, everyone, they were afraid to defend Jack Eichel. I get it. He scored a point and a half per game against Ottawa throughout his illustrious career. But that, I think they gave him too much respect in that game last night. Um, so in a perfect world, and again, I don't know Ottawa's system that well, so it could be different. But in a perfect world, you try not to match up best on best. It's going to happen, obviously. But you'd rather have, especially as the home team, you'd rather have your line one out there against their, you know, the opponent's line three, line four. So Pinto going up to line one, hopefully was to try and keep him away from Eichel. And obviously that um, Eichel is just a player that I don't care what the situation is. He's just uh, right now a player that can only somewhat be contained a little bit. He's not going to be stopped. Um, he's not going to be held back. And he's doing positive things every shift right now. And, you know, we're going to keep on uh, beating the Eichel drum as long as we can because we now have a difference maker every shift he takes the ice i'm not saying the other you know 17 skaters can't do very good things out there but we have not had a singular player who can take the game and control it and rise to the big moment every single time and he's doing it right now he's putting up points and you know con very consistent and scoring big goals and our 80.5 uh, uh line we're on pace for about 86 87 right now and uh I'm liking where we're at. I am hope we can stay healthy. Hope the team can stay healthy. Because, like I said, the bar has been moved now. We are not, in my opinion, it was, let's be around that second and third seed most of the time in the Pacific. Let's make sure we're in the playoffs comfortably. I think that bar has now moved already to a Pacific division contender. I think that's where our our first checkpoint is of the season. Once we you know start to think, look back at how the season six campaign went, and winning the Pacific, I think, is uh, the, the check is the goal right now. Obviously, there's bigger goals after that, but the first goal now is win the Pacific. BGK number two in the locked on power rankings now behind Boston. Zach White Cloud. He voted like seven times from locked on Boston. I know, he's, I know. He's going Chicago style. It's more of a fix. Up. It's, That's how it's they do it in Chicago. Yeah, and it's more of a fix than we've seen with BGK and the schedule maker. Uh, Zach Whitecloud scoring always, his first goal of the season. <laughs> and William Carrier, Carrier, uh, with a big game again. Three goals. Big week so far for Carrier. Season. Big week. Yeah. So he's got three goals already. And we've got a lot of fans on our, uh, thread there of William Carrier on Lockdown VGK. Hey, Chris, uh, coming up next, you know, VGK took that midnight train to anywhere. 
actually the midnight train from Ottawa to Montreal. They play the Habs tomorrow night. We'll talk about this matchup. And don't forget, WTF, what the Friday is still ahead right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Born and raised in Southern Nevada. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football. And for the start of this new basketball season, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth analysis for each and every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to -to up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that's out there. The fastest, the easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen right here on Lockdown VGK. And don't forget to subscribe, please, to our YouTube channel. And we appreciate all your comments, positive and negative. Oh, we'll save some of that stuff for WTF. Oh, jeez. VGK's third stop on this fight. You like that little train reference in there? Okay. I jumped uh, VGK, on it too, Tony. I, I played too. It was fun. All right. VGK's third stop on the five-game road trip is in Montreal tomorrow night. The Canadians are 5-5-1, five, five and one, eh? Uh, and, and the fans there, it's a bit of a surprise in the early going. Uh, they expected them to be uh, to be tanking by this time. Uh, their fans, again, feel as though they've exceeded expectations of the first month. Um, and again, under uh, Martin San Louis, this is a team now that has pretty much turned to the youth movement in Montreal, but it should be another one of those fun games. No doubt. Montreal is just kind of looking up their, their season to date. They were, they're five and five now, but they were five and three. They had consecutive losses, which slowed them down a little bit. Look at some of their stats right now. Nick Suzuki, familiar name, obviously, to the VGK. Captain Nick Suzuki, 13 points. 11 games. Cole Caulfield is having a much better start this year than the previous campaign. He's got 12 points. But then after that, you're down to Kirby Doc with seven points. Monahan has six. So you're getting your top tier talent in Suzuki and Caulfield. And there is just no support staff. There are minus four overall in their goal differential, which obviously is going to make it uh, tough to win. But you got a Saturday night in Montreal in the Bell Center, I believe. And that is an intimidating place to walk in. Um, you know, what are there, 20-something Stanley Cup banners up there and all the retired names and stuff like that? That is a cathedral. That's a coliseum. That is the place to to be. And I think there is a level of intimidate, <clears throat> pardon me, intimidation, even for, you know, the people that have been in this league a long time. You have the, a, a, an arena like that takes you back. Uh, you go into T-Mobile, you go into um, uh, in Seattle, you go to Arizona, whatever the heck they're playing in these days, you know, and you look around. It's cool. It's fun. But Montreal takes you back, right? Montreal is a special place. That's the only place I want to see a game outside of Vegas right now. I am absolutely dying to make a trip up there one of these days to just experience uh, that atmosphere. So, but that said, the team on the ice obviously has to feed off of that energy and such. And at five and five, they're doing okay. They were five and three. So, I mean, that's something to hang their hat on. Unfortunately, they're only getting their, their top level talent to do something. And, you know, the, the third and fourth and even second line, it looks like, fortunately, are not able to catch up at the moment. So, 
Very winnable game for the VGK, even though it's going to be, I'm assuming that's the hockey night in Canada game and everything. So that's uh, that's bigger than Monday night football and Thursday night and Sunday night football combined, as far as the Canadians are concerned. And everyone on the VGK also knows that it's a special game and they want to rise to the occasion. And again, it's a winnable game, but it's also just as much of a trap game as uh, last night's game against Ottawa was. Canadians uh, fell in overtime last night to Winnipeg by a final of 3-2 to two on a Kyle Connor game winner. Nick Suzuki had a goal and an assist. We really enjoy his game. Hey, VG cans, uh, VGK fans, I should say. <laughs> Man, I'm having a difficult time on this Friday, just kind of sprinting towards the weekend. VGK fans probably wondering about daddy, Evgeny Dodonov. Okay, where is Evgeny Dodonov? He's on the IR right now. He has not scored a goal through eight games. He's got no points. He's a minus three. And there's a lot of conversations right now about a trade perhaps with Washington, which is absolutely depleted. Washington lost again uh, last night to Detroit. And that team is just pretty much curtains at this juncture. But it could be they have a lot of uh, forwards on this Montreal team. Uh, in addition to the Donoff, uh, Jonathan Druin, uh, Mike Hoffman, so they do have a lot of trade value there. And uh, this is a team that you need to watch out for in the future because they, I feel as though under Martin San Louis, I think that they're starting to build something special. No doubt. And, you know, it, it's about building it right. There's different ways to build a team. BGK is uh, in the same perspective as the Rams. Um, blankety blank those picks, it seems like. But Montreal is certainly uh, building their team. And, I mean, a Stanley Cup final run, unfortunately, at the VGK's expense a few years ago, but a Stanley Cup final run and then just absolutely have fallen completely off. And, you know, that just kind of shows, I guess, when maybe they have a plan, they're sticking to it. And they're like, oh, okay, we got to the cup. Cool. But, uh, you know, we're still trying to build this. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a dumpster fire at times up there. And, I mean, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, that's just too great building blocks and Kirby Doc is also another one and they're probably going to put Doc on the on that top line you know pretty much that would surprise me definitely wouldn't surprise me and given time they're going to be a very solid team again another powerhouse eventually in what's going to be an absolute remarkable Atlantic you know about maybe next season definitely next two or three seasons and then the Honda West Pacific will be shortly behind you know about three or four years from now to be an absolute powerhouse is Anaheim, Seattle, and at some point San Jose will get onto the next level of their rebuild and you know start performing better as well. Yeah, we're talking about Montreal and the Habs. Uh, we have to give a shout out, a special shout out to Shea Weber's dead cap money, of course. Uh, and you know this team though under Saint Louis, uh, he said you know it's a it's a very youthful team, and he said that his team when they're good they're really good. And he said when they have bad moments, they're not so bad, and they kind of dig themselves out of it. So that could be a sign of a very competitive team. Um, not sure. I think it's going to be Jake Allen uh, in net. I would have to imagine because uh, Samuel Montembeau uh, played in the game last night. And so I think Jake Allen will probably um, be between the pipes. Uh, seven starts this season. Um, three and four, and uh, goals against average of about three. So I think that's what we're going to see. And for VGK, probably Aiden Hill, right, in that? I think that was the plan before last night's 
average game for LT. I'm, we're not going to be up, beat up LT too much for that game. Um, but again, I think Aiden Hill goes Saturday, Saturday, and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Uh, any predictions on this game as Montreal comes off? They were, you said they were five and three. It's a two and two road trip for them. Uh, oh, Carey Price. Carey Price is still on that roster, LTIR-ish, um, and says that he still wants to play hockey. I don't know what's up with him. But do you have any predictions on this game? Uh, well, first, do we, does Shea Weber get a get a get his return video, his tribute video, was welcome back? Uh, how, how does that work right now? That's uh, a they might have to I mean, wheel. They might have to wheel him on the ice in the body cast. You know, he's nowhere even near the VGK. Like no, I see no. nothing about that right now. He's fishing. He's fishing in Canada right now. Yeah, he's earned it. He's had ice a fishing. great career, and he's there's there's a lot of players very thankful, especially defensemen and uh, goaltenders. Masks are very thankful that Shea Weber is a. Uh, not in the in the league anymore. Unfortunately for him, I mean, it's it stinks when you have to stop doing this earlier than you wanted. But you know, great career, and um, yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. But um, prediction: uh, this is a get right game for VGK, right? This is a get get right game. I think um, the team has really had a wake up call, even though they're ten and two. Very odd, but I think there's been a wake up call these last couple of games, and they are lucky to be ten and two the way the week has gone. And I feel like this is a spot where VGK rolls. I feel like. Uh, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go 6-1 VGK on Saturday. I don't know if that's right or not, but uh, I feel like it's a big, dominating effort from the word go. 6-1, lock it up, and uh, we'll be on to Toronto on Tuesday. Yeah, I say 5-2 to two final. I think uh, they've come out of their offensive doldrums. And I think Jack Eichel's ready to just break out again. Had just the one assist, the one goal taken off the just, board. Just one assist last night. Only one assist. So that's five points in the last three games. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, and he did have the goal that was taken down. And that, that was a blatant offside. So we're not even going to go there in that game. Coming up next, it is that time of the week. Okay. It's time for WTF. What the Friday? That comes your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but I've been putting it off, you definitely want to listen up. Right now, Locked On VGK listeners, can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. What I like most is Simply Safe's advanced technology, whether it is controlling your system from your phone with the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream from your security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, all of that. And Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, and this is for a third year in a row. Simply Safe is an entire home security system. They've got advanced sensors for every room, for every window, for every door, HD security cameras for inside and out, and smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when there is a threat that they feel is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Again, 24-7 professional monitoring service. It costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance today. Save big on the only security system that myself and Chris recommend. You get 50% off of your new Simply Safe system. It's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like simply safe. 
Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. I'm going to get over all these tongue twisters. We come to you from Las Vegas. We thank you and appreciate you tuning in, be it on our uh, audio uh, feed that we have. Of course, you can find it wherever you get your podcast or on the YouTube channel. Of course, make sure it's Locked On VGK and please subscribe. Chris, it's that time, man. It is time for what the Friday and it's much anticipated. And I'm going to let you go first. And we save some time for this final segment. I know, I know. This is going to get dirty pretty quick here. No, um, yeah. So my first, what the Friday? It's not been the greatest. <laughs> you almost week. slipped. You almost slipped. No, no, no. We're good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so for my what the Friday, it's been a rough week for the BGK, right? It's not been the greatest week on the ice. They're still ten and two, so let's keep that going. But twice now. We're hearing about ice conditions. Um, Dan Duba brought it up last night in the post game, mentioning, oh, I think my, my take in Tony's. Um, Dan Duba mentioned that, oh, some of the players have mentioning, you know, and coaches behind the scenes about Monday or about Tuesday's game in the ice. And then, you know, you look at the ice tonight in Ottawa. It wasn't the greatest. These elite players are slipping and make and not making some of the best passes. Like, VGK is a couple rough games. All of a sudden, the ice is bad. There's excuses. Like, just just stop. Just just stop. Everything is fine. If the ice isn't great, who cares? It's not great for both teams, and the better teams will get there. So stop selling us on just because VGK didn't route someone 5-1 to one, that it has something to do with the ice conditions or the travel or whatever it is. Just there's no excuses at this point, especially when the team is doing well. We don't need to be sold on ice conditions, hard ice, soft ice, medium ice, melted ice, snow cones, whatever you want to put out there. Don't sell us on the excuses that the ice wasn't great, especially just because VGK didn't win four to one and it wasn't perfect. So what the Friday for everyone that is putting excuses out there while VGK is still winning. I'm glad that you caught on to that because last season, that was their go-to excuse when things were going bad, was the poor ice conditions, WTF. Uh, Last night, watching the VGK Senators game on, I was on ESPN Plus, and so between the second and third periods last night, I did watch that interview with one Mark Stone, and then I switched over to baseball, and I caught up on some football and all of that. And then when I came back to ESPN Plus, it was blacked out. And so I I had to go do the illegal stream thing. WTF, ESPN Plus, what are you doing? Why are all these stinking games blacked out? This was even on the Ottawa feed. I blame it on the heavy ice. It's watching games has been a little more challenging this year, as many fans have alluded to in many places. And it's, um, it's definitely unfortunate. Um, my next what the Friday, it's kind of along the same, uh, same wavelength, same place as I started the show. And why was everyone so down yesterday after a victory? It wasn't the best victory. Like it wasn't the best victory. I get that. Gary Lawless, Dan Duba, they were just basically crapping on the game for lack of a better term. Um, Gary Lawless was even going as far to make comments that, the team didn't seem mentally prepared and they didn't, they, their heads weren't right for the game and suggesting the team needs a day off from practice today. And just to get their heads right and stuff like that, like 
get it from the coach, people. Get it from the coach. The coach is where you need to be listening to the post-game comments from to get a true feeling on what's happening. And this is not knocking Duba or Gary Lawless or anything like that. They're remarkable at what they do. I admire Gary Lawless's passion every time the man speaks. It is awesome to watch. But I felt that the reaction to last night's game was overboard. And I was concerned when I was at what I was going to watch when Cassidy spoke, because this is an opportunity where Cassidy might have lost it in previous in previous uh situations when things haven't gone that well. He has a strange history of, you know, he's got skeletons in the closet. Call it what it is, but I admire the way that Cassidy spoke last night after the game. It really made me feel better about the performance and the fact that, hey, listen, we're still 10-2 and right now. There's some things that need to be worked on. I don't think he went and addressed the team after the game was over. It's not a, it's not even a burn-the-tape type of bad game. It was a rough game at times, but not that bad of a game. It was entertaining to me. It was, it was smart, Of course me. it was. And again, <laughs> stick-tap to Ottawa. Ottawa's doing well. So no, That was a lot of fun. What the Friday... Gary Lawless, Dan Duva, just take it down a notch. Let's enjoy where we're at right now. And fans, if you really need the pulse on how the game went, start from the post-game presser and work your game back and work your way back. When you start by listening to, um, you know, the post-game and stuff like that, and then you hear the, the coach, it, it's a it's a strange message. But after I watched Cassidy speak, I felt a lot better about the game. Carson Meyer said, uh, what the F? is up with the Ottawa broadcasters continually calling the Misfits line the so-called Misfits. I like that one. So-called. WTF. So I was watching uh, Carolina's uh, 3-2 shootout victory the other night over Washington. And uh, again, this was a game that the refs took over, and I knew that you might appreciate this, WTF. Okay, so there were two embellishment calls in this game, which we hardly ever see. And uh, and then a very rarely called penalty on Marcus Johansson for clipping for clipping Brett Pesci. There was a clipping call. WTF in the NHL? Have you called a clipping penalty lately, Chris? No, I don't think I've ever called a clipping. And I think if we did, it would be an automatic in, game misconduct because you're going to. Is it in the rule book? Is it in the rule book? I don't know if clipping itself is in the USA Hockey rulebook. That's a fair question. I wonder, if, it, and I wonder I honestly, if it's in the NHL rulebook. It probably is. I mean, the, these refs are are held to very high standards and about knowing the book and stuff like that. And, you know, the difference from a clip to a trip, I mean, heck, I don't know. It's pretty uh, It's it's pretty wacky. But I have called embellishment calls. I I actually love using the embellishment call because there's there's situations, especially in the beer league, you've got a player not very stable on their feet. That's the case. It happens. And when I say that, the ref is not very stable on his feet either. Not not because I was in the bar beforehand, not usually at least, but because, you know, I'm not I'm not an NHL skater by any means. I'm I'm a beer league official. Call it what it is. I can move, but I'm not that great out there. And I'm I, I accept that wholeheartedly. That said, you know, in beer league, when someone gets tripped up a little bit, there are players that literally like they'll get a hook up here and it's a hook it's definitely a hook they'll get a hook right in their you know right their chest and stuff like that and if you get hooked you're you're gonna get you're gonna get pulled back you're gonna you know like the cane pulling you but there's players that are literally like will jump and fall to their knees like what are you doing you get your butt in the box too so wtf for embellishment and beer league there you go tony 
Do another okay. one if you want. I'm looking through our Twitter feed. Oh, no, I've got a bunch. I've got, I came fully armed today. Good, and uh, Tim Ward also said, why in this digital age of, of streaming do blackouts still exist? I pay for the subscription, but I still can't wait to get to my to watch my team, WTF, ESPN+. Plus. Okay, I've got a WTF. Of course, all WTFs lead to who? Willie Carlson. Last night, I don't know if you caught this in the game, Nick Haig loses his stick. His stick, you know, was broken and in front of the net. And so William Carlson, so generous, going Lady Bing on us, hands his stick over to Nick Haig. And they even pointed that out, this out on TSN last night. The length of the stick. The length of it's the gotta stick. It's got to be. Gotta they be. Yep. said it looked like a little kid's stick. That's and awesome. it was. You forget how humongous, though, Nick Haig is. So WTF. To Willie Carlson's stick. I had to go there. I'm sorry, man. No, that's good. I like that one, Tony. So that here's was too good. Here's one that just came to me right here. This is uh, I'm going to target Twitter follower Antbo. So Lockdown Sports put out the power rankings, which show the Vegas Golden Knights second. I guess if I would have voted, I, we probably would have been first. But honestly, until it gets to the playoffs, I, I'm not okay. We're going to move forward from that. But user Antbo. He says the word trash about the power rankings. Give us some context, folks. And this isn't a lockdown. It actually is locked on VGK. We're all tagged on this right now. So give context. Like if you don't like comment, if you have something to say about what me or Tony say, or in this case, lockdown sports, we're putting the power rankings out. Don't give us a one or two word response. Trash. Why is this trash? Is it trash because VGK is not number one? Is it trash because VGK is not number 12? Like what are you getting at? And this is for... Every Twitter user, I like engaging and I like figuring out, you know, why you're thinking the way you do. So WTF, when you give a one word response and don't give any context, let, let, let's talk about it. Don't just fire a shot and go hide behind the keyboard. You keyboard warriors. <laughs> uh, we've got a WTF time to welcome back Cotter to the third line. <laughs> I've been dying to say that all year. That's uh, Steve W at Steve underscore That's W5. Like That's pretty good. WTF. They also were blasting uh, the retro jerseys. Uh, but there's no uniform worse than Buffalo, the Sabres, playing in their pajamas. The other Marshmallows. Night. Hey, what about uh, three goalies, WTF? No way. No way are they going to be able to play and platoon three goalies. Bruce Cassidy this past week even said he's not a fan of the three-goalie system. WTF, three goaltenders. Laurent Brossois has to be in the middle. He's got to be in the thick of this. You're going to go see Brossois this weekend? Uh, hopefully Saturday. If not, I think definitely Tuesday he makes start in Henderson. All right. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We flat out ran out of time once again. Thank <laughs> you all for tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We'll see you again on Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.